babies. Yo. Hello, gorgeous. Hey, baby. Long time no see. Long time no see. How are you? Awesome. It's going to be a gorgeous day. It is Record a gorgeous day. Dude, record this early. Going to get a nice pool day right after this. Ah, so you're going over to uh, Mr. Mm -hmm. Martin's house after and enjoy a nice day. Hey, yeah, we got to get this over with because, yeah, it's a nice day. Bruins play at 7 tonight, so let's just get all the bullshit out of the way and just have a nice day. Yeah, that's that's why I figured if it was just us, we'll just try to go as early as possible. This yeah, works great. I mean, I think you wanted to go at 9, probably 8 if you had your choice, but I'm sorry. No, I didn't get up till like 8.30. Then I kind of started cleaning up the house a little bit. The old lady was here. She just left. So, ah, you yeah. Make it, yeah, you got to make it a little presentable for the old lady. I get it. I get it. She don't care. She cleans my house half the time anyways. So this is going to be weird, Bill. I'll be in the host chair today. I'm yeah. Gonna try, I'm gonna it's try been my a while. I'm going to try my best. Yeah. Work off a little rust, but don't worry. Uh, I, I cracked open a beer already. It's 9.59 in the morning, and I already cracked my first beer. It was a shit show the other day. Yeah. Try to do it Thursday. We tried everything, and well, I don't. You've never been up there, but uh, Rich. So Rich is traveling. He's going the uh, New England tour right now. He's up in uh, the White Mountains, and there is absolutely zero service up there. So I don't even know how he thought it was going to happen, but well, we've done it before, and then like as soon as we get on, we start recording, and then he immediately is like, uh, "I'm like fuck." Yeah. We stop, try something else, start again. And then I was going to do a solo show on Friday, but I got caught up. And then by the time I got home, I was like, fuck this. Yeah. It's, ni it's 90 degrees out. I'm going outside. And, um, <laughs> yeah. It's just stayed outside all day. I was like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so, so, yeah, we're going to do this. We're not going to pretend we're recording this Sunday morning, 10 a.m. right now. So uh, let's get into it. So uh, good morning and welcome to Monday Headlines, May 24th. Let's get to it. wasn't your uh, worst intro. No, I tried. I tried. But uh, today's show is being brought to you by White Birch Brewing, and that's what I missed the most while I was away on vacation. White Birch Brewing. I didn't have any good beers down there. Only Bud Lights. Nothing beats White Birch Brewing, though. Uh, Bill, address, please. 460 Amherst Street. Nashua, New Hampshire. Please go check them out. Uh, my favorite, something a lot more interesting. It's a triple IPA, 11%. Get your day going right here. Uh, but they have different beers, double IPAs, sours, um, fruit beers. They got everything down there. Go see Dave. He's doing great things down there. And uh, tell him, the Simple Mind Boys said to him. So, yeah, let's get into it. Bill, Friday yes. night. Friday night. What a game. The Playoff Bruins hockey. Playoff hockey. You can't beat it. The Bruins beat the Capitals 4-1 to one to take a commanding 3-1 to one series lead. Game five is tonight. We're not going to play. We're not faking this. It's tonight. We're not going to play prediction because that I heard those two shows you guys did. The predictions weren't that great. We tried. It was I know. weird. <laughs> yeah, so we're not going to do that. We're just going gonna to call it as it is. It's Sunday morning. Game five is tonight. Uh, three power play goals from the Bruins. Three for five on the night on Friday. Two Rask, 19 saves. By far the best game of the series for the Bruins. Bill, who has to step up in game five tonight for them to close it out? Oh, man, I mean, you still want to see the first line kind of keep it rolling. You finally got Posnack on the on the sheet. I don't think they've been great all series. I mean, Marshawn's got three goals. I believe he's got one on the power play. May I interrupt you right there? Because uh, I know Rich did a lot of toot-tooting while I was gone. May I say toot-toot because I said Brad Marchand was having a great series, and he's continuing to have a great series right now. Uh, I wouldn't say great. He's 50-50. Caught a lot of stupid penalties, especially game three. You know, we haven't really touched on that, but, you know, you go in double overtime in game three and, you know, 
he had a bad penalty on sportsman like that led directly to a power play goal and you were chasing that whole night but yeah game four i mean that was definitely the best game you've seen all series you really needed him to step up three for five in the power play you were two for 11 kind of entering the game you know you, you made some changes you know crazy mcavoy back on that line grizzly yeah. and um nick richie are out of that so i mean yeah that's what you really need to see and like to keep and see going i mean tuka's been fairly solid especially the last couple games i mean you just kind of not even being tested though sorry yeah, 19 19, 19 shots, shots I mean, that's nothing you're, well, you're seeing the emergence of Charlie McAvoy. You know, he's playing almost 27 minutes of ice time. You saw, I think it was the night before, he had eight and a half minutes of uh, penalty kill time. The Bruins could not stay out of the box. He's he, If the Bruins lose Charlie McAvoy, it's done. I mean, yeah. he's he's their be- he's been their best player from day one in this series. He's looked the best. He's one of the top five, six defensemen in the league, and you're kind of showing it now. They're just unleashing him, and he's playing just as many minutes. He's leading the se- season, uh, leading the series in minutes. Uh, Bruins are like five to one or five to two in, in uh, five on five goal uh, scoring with him on the ice too. I mean, this, I thought this series would go seven, but man, these you're up three, one. And, and realistically you probably could have won the series. You know, yeah. you had a couple bad goals in game one. I mean, you could have swept. Yeah. I, I would expect them to put it away tonight. Uh, if not game six, I, I don't see it going game seven anymore. And I just think they're done. You've kind of bottled up Ovechkin. He's, you see him come score a couple power plays, but McAvoy has kind of shut down that line a little bit, especially the last couple of games. I mean, he's just been so fucking great. So if you they start- all have, they all shut him down. They he has that point right off the uh, faceoff circle on the left hand side, and they're just stopping him. Like during Game Four, that's all they did. You just saw them corral him, and he couldn't do anything. I mean, yes, he scored a goal, but it was on the power play. But other than that. He's been a ghost of himself, and he's been leading the charge. You can see this frustration in Game Three when he broke the stick. Don't sleep, and, bitch. Yeah, on the games on the Game Two, uh, Game Three loss and double overtime. But yeah, Ovechkin hasn't been Ovechkin in this whole series. Well, he came in hurt too. You know, he, I read he was 70 percent going in. Just you know, kind of talking to my buddy, man, his da- uh, stepdad's a fucking big Capitals fan too, and we were talking Game One about it. Yeah. You know, he, Rich said he was healthy, skating around like a kind of a maniac out there. He's kind of a little more tied in down there and being in that D.C., Maryland area. But, oof, I mean, this I didn't expect this. I, I thought the series was going to be a grind. You saw it the first three games, you yeah. know, and then game four, the, the Bruins just fucking took over. Yeah. You know, and you know, the lethal power play, you really need that to keep going. Three for yeah. five on the night. I mean, That was amazing. That, I mean, <laughs> as soon as they went on the power play, you know, we used to be the big power play team. You know, you know, we'd be a first in the league in the power play coming alive right now and it's looking good but the scary part is Dimitri Orlov's hit on Kevin Miller uh which I saw, saw, thought should have been a major penalty he left his feet he went for the head they looked at it they just called it a double minor uh it seems like Kevin Miller's not playing tonight but it yeah he's out he's in the he's, hospital he got uh, no he's actually checked yeah out. he's out yeah but he's no, out but he tonight. went to the hospital yeah he's out for the so obviously that's going to be a, a def- defender left on the bench, you know, someone's going to step up for that. But it seemed like that woke the Bruins up. Brad Marchand scored on that power play, and then it was just goals all night after that. Uh, do you think that – so Kevin Miller's not playing tonight, so who do you have to – who has to step up in the defenseman in his absence? Well, I mean, you're looking – you're going to move Charlie uh, – you're Connor Clifton over to the right side from the left side. Now you're going to start bringing in um, Tenority or uh, Vakaninen, which uh, it scares to death. It, it scares me to death. I mean, that's a big hole. Yeah. I don't think he was super great in the series, but he's been kind of solid, especially in the early parts of, you know, game or Friday night. Yeah. It's a big void. I'm hoping it's not, a you know, going to carry them into the, for long-term, but I mean, the, you're just going to test the depth. Lazan's out, you know, Zorbo's kind of banged up. You're not going to see him again. So, I mean, if they're going to, to Nordy and Vecanine and that scares the shit out of me. Yep. So again, you're going to 
really rely on on uh, Charlie McAvoy. I wouldn't be surprised to see Grizzly McAvoy, you know, the top two double shifting, double shifting, especially yeah. with Carlo and um, uh, Mike Riley. You might, especially in the third period, if you're up or you're chasing, you're going to get those guys off the ice. Yeah, you know, I, you you can't. As much as I like Clifton, I think he's been solid, but I don't trust Tenorti or Vakanainen right now. And and hopefully this is you know maybe a one game thing. I didn't. It didn't sound like he's got a full concussion. It didn't even look that bad. I mean, not to interrupt you, but that hit didn't. They showed it a few times in slow motion. It looked like he almost got hit in the shoulder. And what happened was he came down on the ice and hit his head on the ice. Which is what would be, which would make sense considering why he didn't get the uh, game misconduct. And, yeah. You know, the five minute major. I'm okay with that. You know, I, I tend to let him, let him play a little bit more in the playoffs. You've seen him kind of swallow their whistle, especially a double overtime game. game yeah. Three, game three. I mean, yeah. you know, you saw Pass not going to break away. That I don't think it should have been a penalty shot, but he, he should have definitely got a two minute for hooking on there. And Brad Marshawn missed it. You know, he got interfered with going to the net earlier in that first overtime. So, I mean, I, I don't necessarily care that he didn't get suspended. I mean, a fine would have been fine. You know, the only, the worst thing is I think it looked worse because he left his feet, but I think the initial contact was more chest, hip, uh, shoulder yeah. area, you know, and, and, and you saw more of that whiplash and, and yeah. smashing his head on the ice. I thought that the John Tavares one was a little bit worse <laughs> out there in, in Toronto, which that was completely accidental, but yeah, you know, you saw him just try to look, get up and it was just a mess. He's out indefinitely. So, I mean, Hopefully Miller's not out for that long. You you kind of need him. You're gonna need him because that veteran presence on defense, and he's a guy that will step up for his guys too. You know. So speaking of uh, veteran leadership, and I didn't put this in the email, but again, I just want to toot toot my own horn since Rich isn't here to yell at me. Char looks like shit. Char looks like he's hurting this Capitals defense more than anything right now. He looks slow. He doesn't look like he's energized. He looks like he's just like going through the motions. Yeah, I'm so glad this guy's off this team. I think he would have been hurting us more than helping us more than anything right now. And I think he's like the Achilles heel for the uh, Capitals right now in defense. Yeah, I mean, you saw a game, I think game two, he played two shifts in the third period. You know, and I don't think he stepped foot on the ice in overtime. Game two, game three, you saw him more in the overtime again because you you were going the second overtime. You really couldn't not play him. He's getting a lot of uh, penalty kill minutes, and I think – he is one of the actually the biggest reasons why the Bruins were two for 11 going in. I mean, that big stick, those big bodies on that penalty kill, but yeah, he's not been good. No, I think me and rich both agree. I mean, he, he, he would have probably played just as much as he would have on Washington if he was still on the Bruins. But I mean, I was fine with them. I'm not upset. They let him go. I was fine either way. I mean, they probably could have used them in the middle of the season. You might not have had, you might've been the number one seed truthfully. Yeah. Excuse me with how many defensive um, injuries you know, we had injuries you had so you probably could have been number one seed but i'm fine with it just because kind of looking around at the series right now the way islanders and, and pittsburgh are playing and the way you're kind of manhandling uh washington I, you know i was kind of looking at some of the numbers going in i thought washington was dominant but you look at you know before game four the hits were like 120 to 103 the shots were like 126 to like 118 so everything in the power plays you know they were two for ten going into game four and then the bruins were two for 11 so i mean everything's been pretty hit even the hits are about equal yeah. Face-off percentage. I mean, Bruins have basically won the series except for game three. You know, they were down under 50%, but, uh, you know, yeah, game two, three, they were sloppy on the face. They're, they're, they're 40, yeah. set, 40% in game three. And then, you know, game one and two, they're over 60. Yeah. So, I mean, the game, the, the series has been real close. And I mean, I guess you could really say Rass has kind of been a difference maker. You know, I mean, you saw, you know, game one, I thought he was a little shaky game two. He got a lot of credit. I didn't think he was awesome. I just think he was solid. He wasn't really tested much. And then game four, you know, I, I don't think he's been great, but he's been better than Samsonov and Anderson have. And that, you know, you're seeing it. Samsonov was number first goal he picked in 2015. And, you know, 
you, you kind of throw him in there right away. These are his first two starts, and he's not looked. I mean, he looked good wow. in game three until late. Dumb, dumb fucking yeah. leaving the puck behind the net for a good Craig Smith goal. But, yeah, I mean, he has he was not good. Got hurt Bro, in game I mean, four, too. I mean, he yeah. stayed in the net, but he got hurt. He got hit with a skate right in the uh, thigh or, you know, groin area. So, I mean, I thought that was going to be it, and Anderson was going to come yeah. back in. But he stayed in there, and he doesn't look very good. I mean, game five tonight, like we said. Uh, Pasta finally back on, got on the score sheet. I mean, I don't know if you watched the game before. I'm assuming you did because you're hockey guy, Bill. But that's all I the listen, I didn't. I didn't watch a lot of it. I listened to because I was I was out. So I all the, all the announcers the were saying, yeah. you know, like this is Paz's night. You know, he's gonna get the chance. He had chance after chance after chance. Finally, the third period, he scores. The erection line is looking good. The second line is looking great. I mean, uh, Hall, uh, Krejci, those guys are like run, flying around the ice. I love it right now. What's your prediction for this tonight? Do you think they close it out? Uh, I I expected to just yeah. the way after the way after they played you know and I I thought game three you were really really bad I thought even I thought that was the worst game in their series they played game three in the double overtime until overtime happened and then they flipped the switch yeah. I thought you were you were they chasing control the night. whole game you were chasing you were, rather, sorry. you were chasing all night you couldn't get the puck out of your net defense out of your own zone defense couldn't do anything I mean you got again you got three shots in the third period. And after that Marshawn power play goal to tie it at two two, you were you were running for your life. You couldn't get the puck out of your own net, out of your own blue line, and they were just killing you. And then you know, from the first overtime until the end of game four, you saw a complete not a different team. You know they they yeah. I think it was twenty to seven in shots in the overtime periods, and then obviously you just fucking dominated game four. I expect them to close it out. You know, the momentum's on their side. Just don't, don't let them creep back in. Yeah. You know, don't let this series. We've seen go. it before. We've seen someone lose a three, one yep. lead. We don't want that to happen. Uh, looking ahead, saying we do close it out. Pens and Islanders are both tied at two uh, after the Islanders beat the Penguins last night. Do you think either of these guys have a chance on us? Or do you think after us, like taking care of the caps, we're going to be the favorite to win the whole thing? I wouldn't say the favorite to win the whole thing, I, I the way Tampa's playing right now, or to come out of the East. I'm sorry, to come, come out, out of the East. Sorry. Yes, I think I'd honestly just the way they've played against the Islanders this year. I'd, I'd kind of wish you know Pittsburgh might take them out. Honestly, I, I think you're better than both of them. But you know, you're you were five and three against Pittsburgh this year, and I believe you're four and four against uh, or five three and five against. Uh, the yeah, they had our number early on. They, yeah, yeah they, you, you won the last three against them, I believe. But yeah, I would. You should be. You're the best team in the East. I thought you were you were number one team going into the playoffs this year. Yeah. You know before the regular season, but yeah, they're favorite. They should be a favorite to win the East. I wouldn't put them a favorite to win the. Uh, Not the whole thing. I'm sorry. I just mean so, come out of the East. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they should come out of the East, but yeah, Tampa right now is you're, they're up three one on. And how does it how does it go after this? So if we come out of the East, who do we play after that? The do winner they... of the winner of the um, the South. The South, okay. So that'd be um, Tampa Bay or – Yeah, I think you get – I think it's Tampa because you're going to have one winner from each conference. So I yeah. think the the West and the North play and then the East and the South. I think – I'm not 100% sure, but it would make sense logistically because that's the way we've been trying to do it. Yeah. So I, I could see the West, especially if a team's like, you know, Edmonton or, you know – And the Toronto NHL still has no idea what's going to happen. No, no, they don't. <laughs> they have no clue, which no. is kind of – which is kind of funny because like they won't even let the Blue Jays in. They're playing in Duran, Florida, right now. They're about to go up to Buffalo. Buffalo, to yeah. They're gonna head up to Buffalo, but yeah, the borders are still closed. There are no fans in the stadiums in Canada. So I work with a some you know French Canadians, and she was telling me she's like, yeah, you can fly in, but they immediately you leave the airport. They send you in a hotel at your expense. 
There's 24 hour guards outside your door. So you can't leave. Then you have to wait for your tests. They don't give you rapid tests. So if it takes four or five days to get a test, you're paying you're, four or five days in a hotel room on your own. Dime. It's for as long as you're in that hotel Jesus room. Yeah. And then if you fail, then you, they just put you all back on a plane and you're out. That's it's, great. it's weird. I mean, you think with how many vaccines and all that out now that it'd be easier, but yeah, you just move them down. Like me and Rich talked about this before. If it's Toronto makes it, just move them down to like Detroit or somewhere, yeah. you know, right over the border. Buffalo. And, yeah, Buffalo wouldn't, wouldn't be bad. I mean, if you, especially if they play the West, you can kind of shift them over there yeah. somewhere in Vegas, maybe. Maybe Seattle's new arena's up. Maybe they could just kind you of. You just need something with accommodations. Like yeah, you're not going to worry about a, you're not going to worry about the fans anymore at no. this point. You know, in Vegas is wide open. There's no COVID restrictions there anymore. I'm assuming a lot of these Toronto guys have been tested, so that yeah. lifts more of the restrictions. Yeah. You know, I think the NHL is still that 85%. Same thing with baseball, football. If 85% of those guys are, are vaccinated, you don't, yeah. you basically don't have a lot of restrictions anymore. So. All right. Well, let's hope the Bruins do it tonight and close it out in game five against the Caps. Uh, moving on to some disappointment from the Boston area. Our Boston Celtics lose to the three-headed monster Brooklyn Nets, 104-93 last night. Pissed me off. I know you probably didn't watch a minute of it, Bill. No, nope. I didn't. No. So the first half, it was a stunner. The Celtics were up at halftime, got me invested. I was watching, and then the three-headed monster took over in the third quarter. Uh, KD, 32 points. Harden, 21 points. Uh, Kyrie, 29 points. Uh, is this a four- or five-game series, Bill? Four. Four, yeah. My, my, I agree. Yeah. I think it's four. It's a sweep. Uh, sweep. A sweep. Uh, the Celtics have no chance, no shot. I mean – their bench Brooklyn didn't even have a bench score. Like I think they bench scored eleven points last night. It was basically the three superstars just took over. Well, they combined for eighty points, you know, and I think that's the biggest thing. And I, you know, when you were out, I had this conversation with Rich, and the, those guys can turn it on whenever they want. Yeah, KD the was man. looking like shit in the beginning. The first half, he looked like shit. He couldn't hit anything. I think he was eight for twenty or something like that. And then yeah, thirty turned it on. Thirty-two points. Thirty-two points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those guys, they're three of the top 15 players in the world, wherever you want to rank Kyrie, three of the top 20, yeah. you know, depending. And it's just – I say three of the top 10. Uh, I don't put Kyrie in top 10. I just – fuck him. But, yeah. He plays – if he wasn't his cunty self and he was actually, like, all he's in. Right there. All he's right there. He would be yeah. top 10. It's just – I mean, it, this is kind of worst case. You're going to get rolled by Philly. You're going to get rolled by – New Jersey, I, you know, you'd hope they make it competitive. I would have been fine if they just lost the play-in tournament and just got a, you know, higher, a little higher draft pick just to get embarrassed yeah. by the, the Nets. This is a joke. Yeah, you know, the they, green like, teamer. You're gonna hear the green teamer say, "Well, we don't have Jalen in there, you know." And Ky you wouldn't uh, have a but chance. You still wouldn't have a chance. This is gonna be a clean sweep, regardless if you had a healthy team or not. This team is just not invested. They don't want to be there. They're going through the motions. Just end the season now. Get it over. And they with the shut game. down Tatum. Tatum had 23 points. They shut yeah. him down in the second half. Yeah. And that's all you got to do. You don't have consistent scoring right now. We haven't had consistent scoring for years, even with Kemba and Jalen Brown. And you had this little run where he scored, what, 40 or more in like six, eight yeah. games to kind of finish the year, including three 50 points and that 60-pointer, yeah. which was a fake one against, you know, the, the Timberwolves. But, yeah, I mean, you shut him out. Kemba's a shell of himself. Jalen Brown's out. Marcus Smart can't score. You don't trust Evan Fournier. You know, they have no – they put no respect on any of these guys. And they fucking Parker looked it. good, though. Parker looked good. I mean – he hasn't been playing meaningful minutes in a long time, and he comes in and he's playing playoff basketball now with the Celtics. He looked pretty good last night. First half, at least, he looked pretty good. I mean, obviously, yeah. second half is a different story, but it's good. I wonder what they're going to do with him next year if they bring him back. A nice bench. Well, you piece. got him. You signed him for a two year deal. So, you is it two year? Him. So, it's 48 yeah. that's up on uh, at the end of this year, right? Yeah, and I wouldn't, ex I would expect them to bring 48 back. You, you use 
the majority are mid-level. I think you got 11 million and change left or somewhere yeah. around there, nine to 10. So you can still add a piece there. I, I don't mind Fournier on the bench scoring. You just got to figure out this Kemba situation. I mean, we can get into it in the off season, but you really yeah. got to kind of figure this shit out. I mean, it's just. And we will be figuring that out sooner rather than later because the off season's coming up quick next week, probably end of the Celtic season. Thank God. But let's move on to something that excites you more than anything in the world, Bill. Baseball. Red Sox, still the best team in the MLB, 29-18 record. They beat the Phillies last night, 4-3. Nathan Evaldi, five, uh, five and one-third innings pitch. Finally lets up a homer in the sixth inning. Last pitcher to let up a homer after 50-plus innings of pitching. Is Evaldi the biggest surprise for you in the, pe- in the first two months of the season? Yeah, but did you want to touch on LeBron? Before uh, we, can touch on Le- we can touch on LeBron later. All right. Um, Evaldi, yeah, he's looked okay. You know, I wouldn't say he's the ace of the staff, but I mean, he's obviously, I guess you can consider him. He's been, you know, consistently one of their best pitchers. You know, the home run streak's cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. I think Garrett Cole kind of did the same thing. I don't really give a shit about that. I mean, but Evaldi should be in the bullpen. He's a bullpen pitcher. He should be a closer. Uh, this is like a big task for him to go and be in the starting lineup. And he's, I don't think so. he's, he's basically he's, the ace of the team because uh, Erod. Obviously, he had that uh, scare at the beginning of the season with the dead arm. He had to come in. He's the ace. He's playing the best. You know, he's going up against the best pitchers on each team each night that he pitches. So, I think that him going out there and having a winning record right now is a big surprise to most Red Sox fans. It's more of the team, too. I mean, again, he pitched good really early. The last three or four starts, I don't think he's been awesome. He's more of the bullpen guy. I mean, I think on this team, he's, you're seeing him as a one or two starter. I feel more comfortable with him being – a you know, your fourth or fifth starter yeah, on, on, exactly. a, on a good, on a good staff. But the, the, I think the main thing is he's healthy, you know, and this team's scoring a lot of runs, especially when he starts. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to need him going forward. As long as that health stays there, I expect him. I'm happy with the three, three and a half, four ERA. He's going to get a lot of strikeouts. I, I just wish he would kind of go deeper into games and that's a Red Sox pitching staff as a whole. You can't, it's keep a on, you can't keep relying on these guys at five innings, you know, and that's a big thing. You're going to wear out your bullpen, but it's good. You know, before even Philly, you took two out of three from um, Toronto, which was huge because you lost eight nothing the first game, yeah. and then you, and then you kind of came back. We, you know, we were going to touch on this the other night, but JD Martinez, a two run jack in the top of the ninth inning, you know, that you're down a run, you're down two runs going into that, I believe, and you kind of came back three runs in the ninth. You know, just clutch hitting, you win nine. They don't eight. quit. They don't quit. They don't quit. Guys. You know, Matt Barnes has looked electric. I don't think he looked great last night. He he, he kind of had, I think he two walks. Had first and second with uh, one out, got Harper to strike out, and then Rise Hoskins, I think, grounded out to end the game. But I mean, you got a problem getting there. You got one of the best closers in baseball, but you got to get there. So you really need these pitchers to start going, you know, six, seven innings. Nick Pavetta looked okay the other night. I mean, he, you know, again, a lot of hits, a lot of walks. I think he walked five guys, barely only made it five innings. Again, your offense the night before did well to kind of come back, keep you in that game. And again, it's just, you just got to get hope that hope that bullpen will stay healthy, but you got a, a pretty favorable schedule coming up. I know we got the Braves a couple games, but they haven't looked great. You know, they just lost Yanoa, who just punched a wall the other day, broke his hand. So, I mean, that's mess. another, it's a mess. You know, yeah. you, uh, Soroka's down for the year. He just had uh, another surgery on his um, Achilles. You know, Acuna's been beat up. So, I mean, you, you'd hope that you can kind of come in and, you know, Charlie Morton hasn't looked look good. Drew Smiley, which I think you, you get more in one of these two games. So, it's going to be good. I mean, you know, you got the best record in the American League. 
Yeah. You know, I, I think they're a little overachieving, but the longer this goes, the more I'll start believing they're for real. That's for and, damn sure. And one game above uh, Tampa Bay, who is on like a nine-game they, winning they streak. Won right nine now. In, they won nine in a row. They just Which traded Willie. crazy. They just traded Willie Adams, their starting shortstop. So this pretty much paves the way for Wander Franco. He's the number one uh, prospect in the game. He's a 20-year-old shortstop, 5-2 player. At, at this point, I think he's hitting like 380 down in AAA. Jeez. Again, you just, you just freed up a spot with Willie Adams going yeah. to Milwaukee. So – that this should this should help you know i mean it, the tampa's good you know i don't i don't like their pitching long term they lost more and they lost blake snell but tyler glasnow is still pitching great and but their farm know, they, system's always been that like they could just you know, lose a big piece to free agency because they're not yeah. going to pay top dollar arizona arizona is hitting like 275 he's got seven jacks five yeah. steals i mean he's right up there tampa's a good fucking team tampa's don't, a good team don't sleep on the yankees either Yankees I mean, are coming yankees. up too yep they're two games back or three games back. Toronto's like five games back. The the East at one point looked like it was going to be a dud, in, a, a dud. But it, you're in for a dogfight. I mean, yeah, you got four teams right there that could take it. Sox have some holes, but they need you know. Sox definitely have some holes. I'd like to see him add a starter. Yeah, you they know, need they, a- di- they just added a bench guy in Santana who just came up who's done okay in the first few games. But yeah, you, you need to get. Another starter and probably a bullpen arm because you, yeah. again, you, five innings. These nerds, which is I know we might touch on this later, but all these no hitters. Maz made a good point. It's like how are you getting a no hitter when every guy doesn't go through the third time in the lineup? Now it's like this is a fucking yeah. You're you're seeing it and it, it the nerds. You it's nerds, the nerds. The nerds taking over baseball. It sucks. It's ruining the game. But you already touched on it. Uh, next, obviously we close out with the Phillies, but the next two games are against the Braves on Tuesday and Wednesday, Garrett Richards and Nick Pavetta pitching. If we can take two away from the Braves, do you think, and the pitching looks good. Uh, do you think that we actually have a real shot to win the AL East? Uh, it's hard for me to come off my projections. I still have my 82, 83 wins. But yep. like I said, if you can get through, you know, give me another two weeks. See if you're playing this good, I'll, you know I'll probably say you're you're right in the thick of things. I just try, you know. So Tampa. let me interrupt you real quick. So the next two weeks, you got the Braves for two games, then you got the Marlins for a weekend series, then you play Houston. That's Houston's twenty six and twenty right now, I believe. The Marlins are not that bad. They're twenty three and twenty six, I think. Yeah, so, that whole division in the, the that L East is kind of under five hundred. I think New York Mets are the only team over it right now. Yeah, so I mean, if you can get through the next two weeks, I mean, yeah, they have a under five hundred record, but still, they're not terrible they're not you're not playing pittsburgh that's like a layup you know Marlins could actually give you you know they just lost 20 to 1 to the braves the other night oh yeah yeah (laughs) but i think that i think that we actually have a fighting chance like you said there's four teams in the al east that really have a shot at it it's us the yankees the blue jays and the uh rays so i mean you just gotta keep fighting we gotta keep uh winning series that's all it is yeah and again yankees gotta get healthy too stan he's out he should he should be back this week if all reports are good i mean they kind of shut him down just to give him a couple extra days to get healthy they got reinforcements severino's coming back probably within the next month yeah for their rotation so i mean they're they're going to be there which yeah. you know they just got luke Voigt back so i mean that team's there too yeah it's just gonna it's hard i still think you know right now i still could probably see him as the third best team in the in the division i just think you got you know you new york was playing bad you're seeing what tampa could do they started off kind of crappy Toronto is still they're right there, but I just don't think they have the guns yet. You know, well, you we'll see, see what happened with the Yankees too. They had the injury bug. We haven't had the yeah. big injury bug. No big superstars gone down. Yeah, we'll see what happens when George Springer gets back for uh, Toronto. You know, yeah. they're that that's a feisty young team. And Vlad Guerrero, you're seeing that superstar in the movie. Yeah. He's he's 22 right now, second in the league in home runs. He's hit 360. 
He's just, just a, he's got over 35 runs, over 35 RBIs, 13 jacks. He's got a steal. I mean, you're, he's a fucking superstar in the making. So, I mean, that's a team. It's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. You know, Baltimore sucks. They're already out. But I mean, oh, yeah. you know, Tampa, again, you bring up Wander Franco. And if he's the hype is real, that's a, he's going to be real. They're a good young team. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be fine. I think Alex Gore factor is huge. I mean, he's definitely the best manager in the American League East for sure. So, oh, absolutely. Turn this whole old, thing around. OP is going to be a divisive, divisive, uh, difference maker, but I mean, just get to the All Star break, kind of hovering around. Fighting it. Yeah, fighting yeah, around. Fighting for first. I mean, it, I would say they look more like a playoff. Healthy team and staying in day. first. You know, healthy yeah. and fighting for first. But you need to do for the All Star break. Yeah, you see Verdugo get banged up the last couple of games, but. Yeah. Uh, Xander Bogarts goes yard again, 10th of the year. He's now hitting 345. Is he the best player in the league? Best shortstop. Yeah, I would say best player. You don't think he'd be in the MVP conversation right now? Uh, he he could get up there. Yeah, he might finish top five or six, depending on when the Red Sox go. But I mean, yeah, with Mike Trout out, but I mean Ronald Acuna is the best. Acuna's out there. Ozzy Albie's down there in the Braves. I mean, you're gonna see them. The, you know, the next couple of games. Yeah, there's a lot of good young talent. I mean, he's. No, even Mookie Betts. I mean, you, were you going to put him up there? No, but I think the way he's playing right now, he's the best shortstop in the league. He's getting yeah. better and better every single year. And now you're seeing, I think Alex Gore factor is huge. I mean, he's one of those guys that didn't quit last year either. Yeah. Now he's got Cora back, his binky. There was a lot of rumors that um, he walked up into the office, kind of the back door, back stairwell, and basically said, like, you know, I want him back. And they don't want to lose him. He can opt out next year at the end of next year. So obviously you want to be able to keep your home ground town. He just played his over a thousand games, uh, the Red Sox shortstop. So, I mean, you can't lose him. You lost no. bets. You know, you, you've lost all these superstars. You got to keep your home you ground town. You, you got to keep them, man. It'd be another black eye for this organization. If you lose another top young guy coming up, that could be an MVP caliber type player. I mean, yeah, I'd like to see him. his defense get a little bit better. You know, yeah. I, I don't, he's not terrible at defense. He's, you know, solid. He's not your goal glover, but I mean, no. he'll make the, he'll make the good plays. But yeah, he's definitely right now the best shortstop. And again, yeah. maybe until Franco comes up and if he, you know, I expect him to be better, especially only 20, but that's neither here or there or there right now. But yeah, top best shortstop in the league this year. I don't, I don't put him in the top 10 players, overall players, but maybe top 25. Yeah, you're a baseball 30. guy. So I was just getting your opinion. I mean, that's a 345. He's the best hitting guy on the team right now. 10th home run, you know, he's a smaller guy. He doesn't hit for. Uh, homers all the time so it's nice to see that he's up there and playing well and the red sox are continuing winning uh yeah because i would take black guerrero over him well yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm just saying right now so... he's just he's surprising people i mean 10 home runs 345 i, I know he's not going to continue doing this but it's nice to see right now in the first two months of the season yeah i mean like again he's the best shortstop in the league yeah so that's where he is and yeah, he's, he's not being paid like the best shortstop in the league like uh, over there in san diego He's like 20 million, 18, 20 million. He's right up there. But yeah, it's good. And he, again, you just want to make him happy. You want to keep him. You don't want him off and out and have to pay him fucking mega bucks. Keep your homegrown town. You fucked up with bets. Yeah. You so know, you I think. Go ahead. Hold on. Dave Dabrowski came out and said this week, he's like, yeah, if we trade bets, I'll burn my house down. So they fired him and traded bets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, you, you touched on it earlier. I totally misplayed it. But uh, LeBron James, real quick. I don't know if you guys seen this or heard about it, but LeBron James uh, playing this week, uh, tonight, they played game one against yeah. the Suns. Uh, basically went out to a tequila a launch party, broke COVID protocol. The league investigated it, said he's not going to get suspended. If this is any other NBA player, suspension, fines, 
you know, organization would get fined. Nothing for this guy. I'm getting sick and tired of the LeBron James treatment, how he can do no wrong and he can go to these launch parties and blah, 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 and not get fined and not get suspended. I think it's a black eye for the NBA that they're not doing anything. So I don't know what your thoughts are. I don't know if you even heard about it, Bill, but I was just pissed off. I think that the Lakers are getting the star, star treatment that they're letting their best player do whatever the fuck he wants, breaking protocol, and nothing's going to happen to him. He's the baby darling in the NBA. And I think that's huge. You know, Charles Barkley said it best. NBA doesn't have the balls to, to suspend him, especially going in the playoffs. Maybe if it's a regular season, he'd probably lose a game or two or at least a heavy fine. I, I'm sick of the way he, he's the darling in the NBA. I'm sick of the way they fucking treat him. Yeah. You know, and not only that, but we had touched on this first in our Texas chain. That whole thing of the Warriors game where he got poked in the eye. Why is it every single fucking time that he has an injury or does something? It's like, yeah, you know, the, I had this injury. Oh, and it's like. I thought he got shot from the stands. The way he yeah, was rolling around on the ground, I'm like, oh, my God, did he get dude, shot? Like, what the fuck happened? And then, like, oh, I was three, seeing three baskets out there. The time where – so, it was funny. Uh, Kevin Pillar took a 95-mile-an-hour fastball in the face. Stayed oh, my for, God. I saw that. Stayed down for 36 seconds. LeBron gets poked in the eye, stays down for 80, 80 seconds. In yeah. Le, and Kevin Pillar played the next game. It's like, dude, come on. Like, I'm just so tired of it. Like The Kevin Pillar thing, too, is hilarious. The press conference after, like, one of the reporters asked him, hey, how are you feeling? And you could just see him, like, fucking – everything's fractured on his face. He's like, you know, I'm feeling fine. Bullshit, dude. You probably can't breathe out of your nose. You're, you're breathing yeah. out of your mouth. You feel like shit, but yet LeBron gets poked and it's the end of the world. I don't even think he had any breaks. I just think he just got a nice bruise. Like he just, Oh no, took... I think something got fractured. Ugh. Something had to get fractured. Man. Yeah. <laughs> either, either way. But I just, again, it's, it's the whole, you're breaking protocol. You're going in the playoffs, at least give him a game. It's bullshit. Oh, yeah. Find yeah. him a game check, do something. But again, if, Kyrie Irving does this. You suspended him more than likely, just the way he's been kind of. Anyone, anyone does this. Yeah. They're suspending him. It's Even LeBron James, Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant would have did the same thing. Like all these yeah. guys would have got suspended. And yeah. again, you, he's LeBron the best player. James. He's LeBron James, and the NBA doesn't have the balls to suspend no. him. No. Adam Silver is a, fu- a gutless fish. Yeah, please, Bill. I have no beeps, so don't, don't, don't go over the line today. Uh, let's get to the Patriots. I have, I was off all week. I was uh, in the most magical place in the world, Disney. So uh, a lot of rumors coming out. Uh, Julio Jones wants to play with Cam Newton. Does that for sure though? Did he definitely? Hey, he came out and said he wants to play with Cam Newton. Uh, did Julio Jones not see Cam Newton through for sixty nine yards in one game? Nice. Nice. Uh, if this is in fact something that he wants to go do, what would it take for Julio to come to the Patriots? Obviously, a contract uh, has to be restructured. But what would you have to give up to get? Julio Jones. Uh, you'd, you'd like to say a, a first, but he's a, you know, a 31 year old wide receiver played nine games. Actually he's 32. Games. I think 32. We always 31 last year. Going to be 32 this year. Yeah. Played nine games last year, you know, foot, ankle, hamstrings. Yeah. He's had it all over the years. Just he's a baller. I love Julio Jones. If the price is right. Yeah. Second or third, I'd be happy with. And again, you have a, you have the cap space, so you don't necessarily need to restructure his deal a lot. And again, if you win, you know, the sweepstakes for Julio, you're going to kind of see the, the Patriots just fleck their abundance of cash going into the season and completely and utterly revamp their whole team. But at one point, you're paying essentially Nelson Aguilar $11 million a year on average. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm Julio, you know, my benchmark's $12, 13000000 because I ain't coming in for anything less than fucking Nelson Aguilar. You know, no, but obviously, still- what, what would you, obviously, the structure and money aside, what would the Patriots have to give up to get Julio? No, I, I said second or third. 
I think that's all it would take is a second or third round pick for one of the best wide receivers. Maybe a, maybe a player would you, I'd throw in Gilmore in a pick. Maybe the same thing what we were talking about for Jimmy G, which I, you know, at this point, Jimmy's not going anywhere. Cause I believe you, you know, did say they're going to have a 30 million cap hit. If they get rid of, you, well, you can cap space. Yeah. You get, you, and again, if you, if you, if it's post June 1st, you can take that get, get, uh, dead cap and, and, and uh, uh, spread it out over two years. I think it's going to be 15 this year and like nine, Next year, I don't think it's a full thirty million, but it's anywhere from twenty-five to thirty. Dude, they just signed him. He's a twenty million dollar a year wide receiver. That, yeah. How dumb would it be? You just got Kyle Pitts, so obviously you're rolling with Matt Ryan. You didn't address the quarterback issue. You're gonna have Kyle Pitts. You're looking to, you know, come back. You know, the NFC South. You got Tampa Bay, who's obviously Tom Brady. You got Carolina, who now has Sam Darnold. You got New Orleans, who just has Drew Brees retired. So you have Jameis Winston. So you actually have a shot at a wild card, maybe, if you can beat Carolina and New Orleans, you know, two rivals in your division. How dumb is it that the Falcons are saying, all right, let's get rid of Julio Jones? Because now they are listening, as of this morning, they are listening to trade talks. Yeah, I mean, I don't, it's, it is pretty stupid because you think you would have tried to address a quarterback situation. But again, he's due like sixty million dollars over the next what is twenty million this year and forty next year if he's yeah. traded. So I mean, you think that's why that you, you try to get rid of him? But yeah, if you can get something for Julio, I don't think any team's going to pay a first. And I'm, if I'm Belichick, I'm not paying a first. But if you can get like a second, maybe a third round pick, I would I would be okay with that. But again, you better hope Cam Newton can throw the football. Yeah. If not, I mean, this this is a move probably for Mac Jones. You actually heard Cam, you know, the rumors are out today that he, he is throwing with the throwing coach. He's trying to get his old mechanics back. I, I don't trust it, but, I mean, they're giving this guy every opportunity to be the starting quarterback to start week one. I still expect him to start week one, but. Speaking of quarterbacks on this team, Brian Hoyer was signed last week. He comes back to the squad. We now have four quarterbacks. We got Cam, we got Hoyer, we got uh, Mac Jones, and we got Stidham. Do you think they're going to roll with four quarterbacks come week one, or do you think Stidham's on his way out? Uh, yeah, I, I would – no, I'd say two, maybe three. They kept three last year. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Brian Horry. Well, I think they that. kept three. Sorry to interrupt you, but I think they kept three because they had to with the COVID thing, right? They locked uh, Hoyer they or Hoyer. Stidham away on a hotel just in case one of the two starters get – Well, they uh, were on the roster, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, they were still traveling for games. But, yeah, I would expect three. Yeah. Yeah, I, I But think, you think Stidham's on, the way, on his way out? Yeah, as soon as they signed Mac Jones, you know, as soon as they drafted Mac Jones, I figured he – and then the, getting Brian Hoyer just reaffirmed it. You know, I just think it's going to be one of those two guys. And, and shit, you might just see Cam and, and Mac Jones on the roster, truthfully. If you're you're deeper in other spots where you can't really carry four guys, I mean, you look at – you just – Well, look at the running backs that they always keep. They always keep five fucking running, running backs. backs. The tight ends they had now have uh... – Four. Four or five. Do they release? Well, Matt, they have Matt Lacoste, but I don't expect yeah, him to be there. But that's yeah, what I'm saying. So, yeah. Your defensive backs that you've drafted over the last couple of years, you just drafted another safety, your, your D-line. So, I mean, they might see it as other needs. You've looked at back of the years. Brian Hoyer lost his job when they got um, – Ryan, who's the uh, – Mallet? Ryan Mallet. Ryan Mallet, yep. You know, he kind of lost his job there. And, you know, you, you if they're deeper in other positions that they, they need it, then, yeah, I don't expect it. I don't know if you can kind of sneak Stidham on the practice squad. I'm not sure how that works. No, I don't either. I was going to ask you that too. I'm not sure because last year you could put anyone on the practice squad with COVID. I don't know, I don't know this about year. this year. Yeah, this year might the rules might be changed. And plus, doesn't he have to go through waivers? Yeah, he's a third year guy. So I yeah, 
So, so you'd yeah. have to clear. Someone would take a chance on him. Maybe you could dump him for a sixth or seventh round pick. But Houston, I don't. Houston, I can see him. Houston. Yeah, snapping I don't him expect up. Hoyer or Stidham here. I think you're going to roll two quarterbacks, and then you keep Hoyer on speed dial just in case. But do you think Hoyer's here for Mac Jones? Like, do you think this is like to help Mac Jones speed up the process to learn the playbook a little faster? It could. I mean, it could. I mean, you know, him and Hoyer run the same type of offense where exactly. Cam's obvious, Cam's more of your option threat, running quarterback yeah. type. So yeah, I mean that could be the reason. But again, I read something today too. They 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 signed a long snapper. They got three kickers in camp. You know, so they they were thinking with the long snapper, you bring in an extra holder and Brian Hoyer that's held, so it, it kind of yeah. takes some pressure pressure off Joe uh, Cordova Cordero, whatever his name is. And they they were saying maybe that was one of the reasons too. So yeah, interesting. Uh, so like I said earlier, Bill, I don't have a beep button. I'm gonna let you go off, but please keep in mind that I don't have the beep. <laughs> Okay. Ray Bork says that Tom Brady should be welcomed back to Gillette with a hero's welcome. Bill, please. The floor oh, is yours. God. Two of your Ray, favorite, two of your favorite people right now, Ray Bork and Tom Brady. Go ahead. So obviously, you know, my feelings about Ray Bork. I wish that piece of shit would die. I could, I fucking hate him as much as I, I hate, I don't hate, I hate Tom Brady now more for the off the field shit and kind of the way it ended here. If anybody's going to come back to get a hero's welcome, it's definitely, Tom Brady, he's the greatest football player that ever lived. He won six Super Bowls for this champion, for this team. I don't like the guys that are still fans for him right now. The Brady jersey, Tampa jerseys that are guys are wishing well for him as true Patriots fans. I think we both agree on that. I mean, I didn't want to see him win a Super Bowl with another team, so I was obviously pulling for Kansas City in that. But yeah, give him, give him his video tribute, give him all that stuff. You know, I think if for one player to come back and do it, it should be Brady, but that's where it should end. You know, I, I get more pissed off about the fucking fans, you know, the turncoat fans that were not Patriots fans that are now Tampa fans. You see it. dude. You I saw it at the it. airport when I was coming home from Orlando, I saw people wearing top uh, Tampa Bay Super Bowl, uh, uh, Super Bowl championship hats. And then they had like their Patriots sweatshirt on. I'm like, you know how stupid you fucking look right now? Like, that is the dumbest look you could have right now. Yeah, he should have a hero's welcome. He did win six Super Bowls, but I don't know if you guys realize this. He didn't want to be here anymore. He didn't want to sign here. He left. It wasn't Bill Belichick that forced him out. They offered him a contract. He didn't want to be here. He went to Tampa Bay. He took his ball, and he went to Tampa. I mean, you guys got to read between the lines. This guy didn't want to be here anymore. Bill didn't force him out. Bill treats everyone the same from everyone that says that that's been in that locker room. There's no player that gets a superstar treatment. Everyone gets pay, play, uh, treated the same. Tom Brady got treated the same. Should he? No, he won six Super Bowls, but still, if why get the special treatment? I mean, give him a little video package. You're all you're going to see there is Tampa Bay fans because the yeah. tickets right now, I think are 1500 for nosebleed seats right now. So yeah, it's people ridiculous. that want to go there. It's going to be fucking just, you know, the Tampa Bay, uh, top of Bay fans. That's all it's going to be. And it's going to be ridiculous. I fucking hate it. I'm just over this. I can't wait for week four to come and him to get fucking demolished and his dad to have a heart attack and fucking croak. Anyways, yeah. speaking of which, Rich isn't here. Uh, so let's talk we some golf. We got to make this quick. We, so let's talk some golf. Uh, Phil Mickelson's going into the final round. I don't know if you watched any of it. I watched yesterday. He's got a one-shot lead. He could be the oldest player to ever win the PGA Championship major at uh, 50 years old. The last guy to do it was Julius Boros uh, back in 1968. He was 48 years old. Uh, 
you think he wins? Do you, first question, do you think Phil wins it? He's got a one-stroke lead on Brooks Kapka. And do you think that the PGA is missing a superstar like Tiger Woods that is hurting the game right now? Because Rory, uh, DJ, and uh, Ricky Fowler, all these guys were the next guys up and all failed. So is that hurting PGA? I wouldn't say they all failed. But, yeah, I mean, for the rating standpoint, he's the most popular golfer ever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he hasn't really played great. He had the the Masters, and after the Masters, he he was he hasn't been awesome. But I mean, yeah, Phil, I'd like to see him win. As much as I hate his guts, but yeah. you know, some of this the the stuff that he does and says is cool. I mean, even last night he was like, you know, you need to move this drone. I'm gonna hit it the hit the drone when he's trying to fucking hit off the fairway early. Yeah. But, so I, yeah, I, I expect him to win. Get a but, wild chip on 18. And I was watching yesterday because I was just you know after a whole week of vacation, I just wanted to sit down. Watch yeah, I didn't TV, get to see it. I was myself. at the beach. Yeah, I was enjoying it. He had this wild chip on 18. He was fucking in the bunker or off to the bunker, and he just fucking chipped it, and it hits the flagpole. I'm like, all right, this guy's on. He's going to probably take this whole thing. Kepka uh, bogeyed his last hole to fall one shot behind, but they're teeing off at 2.30 today. He could be the oldest golfer ever to win a major, so that would be something cool to watch. Brooks is not an easy out, though. He's he's won four majors, three majors, yeah, yeah. you know, in the last four or five years. So, I mean, he's not an easy out, too, so we'll see. But, yeah, I didn't get to watch a lot of it. Obviously, it was so fucking nice this weekend. I just haven't wanted to be in the house. Yeah, well, I'm total opposite. I was out in the sun down in Florida yeah. all week. I'm burnt. $12 ice creams. $6, thank you. And, uh, yeah, I am burnt, so I don't want to be outside at all. So I'm the total opposite of you right now. But, uh, yeah, so that's it, Bill. This has been the Simple Mind Sports Show. Monday headlines, May 24th. Uh, Hopefully, next headline show on Wednesday, the gang will be back together. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was it. Nice job, So what are we doing now? I don't know. Tuesday show? I don't know. Do you want to do Tuesday show? I don't think I mean, Rich, I, Rich is not going to be back. I didn't really prepare for it. So why don't we do what we've always wanted to do and just throw a curveball to Rich and just do whatever the fuck we want to do for Tuesday show? Yeah, we can shoot the shit. Yeah.